But it was one of those where I said, I'm jumping into this. There's no plan B. There's no quitting. The only way I fail is if I quit. And I'm not going to quit. Let's go. What's going on, fellow future millionaires? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire University Podcast. We love you, Justin! And I love you guys. And you and your bank account are going to love us even more after today's class. Because today we are going to be talking about how to start and grow your very own digital marketing agency. This is a strategy that I absolutely love because it will open up so many doors and give you so many different opportunities, which is why recently when I heard Brian's story and how he has started and grown his digital marketing agency, Ricochet Marketing, I had to reach out. Fortunately for us, he was gracious enough and accepted the invitation to come on as today's millionaire mentor. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I give you the one and only... Brian Guerin. Mowed lawns in the morning and I played baseball and that was my spring and summer through high school and I loved it. And the best part was going out and making my own money. I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, never knew in what. I did the traditional pathway of going to college, just growing up. That was the expectation. But I got to college, almost got kicked out the first year, you know, just screwing around, having too much fun. I didn't necessarily love the academic part of college. Uh, I became an English major after two years of floating around trying to figure out and flunking out of business math so I couldn't go to business school. Couldn't get a marketing degree, even if I knew I wanted to at the time. So I got an English degree because I love reading and writing. It comes into play now with copywriting, doing a lot of humanities courses, learned a lot, grew up. Glad I went, got out of the house, ended up meeting my now wife. It was a fantastic choice. I would do it again. However, the job I do now requires no college education. All the debt we paid off, it has nothing to do with what I'm doing now outside of the personal growth I made in college. Which is why I'm trying to create the same thing where you had fun, you met your wife, but you can learn about and grow a business and not have the debt. That's the goal here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, if 18 year old Brian was told, hey, you don't have to go to college. You said you want to have your own business someday. Let's explore ideas for owning your own business. Probably would have listened. Fast forward a few years. I went into a corporate job. I lasted six months. I hated it. I quit. I had two weeks before I ran out of money and had to move home. I was living in Cleveland, Ohio at the time, which my then girlfriend, now wife, was living two blocks south of me. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to leave. <laughs> trying to stay here long enough to make sure I can get engaged and marry you. So I found a job in lawn care, made a list of things I'm good at and things I think I'd like. Lawn care is one of them. I'm a lawn nerd. I have the nicest lawn on the block. It was at that business where I understood that I really wanted to be an entrepreneur and do something on my own. Left that job after a bit, ended up working for my father-in-law who owns a small business. I learned a ton about small business operation, You know, the finances part, the taxes part, the sales and marketing part, which was my responsibility. It was at that job that I had the opportunity to grow my Ricochet digital marketing on the side and uh, eventually left that job and went full-time into Ricochet. Nice. Ricochet grew up focused specifically on social media advertising, typically smaller local businesses who just didn't understand or were afraid of or didn't know how to use Facebook lead generation ads to grow their business. I think before you started Ricochet, you mentioned that you took some courses as well, right? I found two different courses. The first one was a digital marketing overview from a I think it was a company called Udacity out in San Francisco. It was like a six month course. I learned about Facebook ads, Google ads, email marketing, all different avenues of marketing, SEO, 
that ended and I was like, all right, what am I going to do next? Started really getting into personal finance. Another thing I never learned in high school or college, which I wish I did. And one of the bloggers I was following had a buddy who was in the similar space who was launching a course on how to run Facebook ads for local businesses to make an extra one or two grand a month as a side hustle. So I thought this was like divine intervention. I just finished a course where in that course, we got to run live ads on Facebook for this company. And out of 6,000 students, my ads performed in the top five. And I was like, well, that was cool. That was kind of easy. This Maybe this is a skill that I can duplicate. And then I got this email about this course that was very affordable. It was only like $200. It was their very first launch. So I joined that. I ended up with two mentors that are still my mentors today. I learned a technical skill in marketing. That's what I needed. I lacked a technical skill. I had all the interpersonal skills in the world. I had a lot of small business knowledge, but I didn't have a technical skill that I could go use for somebody else and make money. And that's what that course allowed me to have. You went to school, you had a corporate job, you realized you didn't want to have a corporate job. You knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You started a lawn care business because you were like, I'm good at this. This is something I like to do. You did that for six months and then you went and worked for, did you say your dad? It was my father-in-law. In his small business. And is that's where you started to learn more about marketing yep. and, and those kinds of skills. And you probably learned some things by action and failure and going forward. And then that caused you to know the things you needed to still learn. Yep. And then eventually you took some marketing classes and then you took a specific Facebook marketing class. Were you still working with your father-in-law this time? Yeah, I was kind of doing this stuff on the side. But it was to help grow his business or you were doing your agency by now? It was knowledge that I wanted to apply in real time at my father-in-law's business. But at the end of the day, I was trying to learn a skill so I could go start my own business. And he knew that my father-in-law is fantastic. I had always told him, I said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm going to do my own thing one of these days. I just got to figure out what it is. And in the meantime, I'm going to help you, you know, take care of your stuff because I was brought on to help him in sales and marketing. I just didn't know anything about marketing. How long did you work for your father-in-law? I was with him for about two or three years. And then when was it that you really started to get into the studying the marketing courses, like the Facebook and the other one? That was about early 2017. And how much time do you think you put into studying, like, let's say the Facebook marketing, for example? The course alone, depending on how quickly you can do it, you can finish it in a couple days. There's tons of information there. I went back through like two or three times. But the great thing about this course was there was an online uh, Facebook community where you could go in. They had all these real coaches in there, you know, people who had been their agency owners that are teaching you, you know, everything from the nuts and bolts of answering all your questions about Facebook ads to... How do I go get clients? I want to go get clients and make this a real business. I just want to make sure the audience hears what you're saying, though. In a matter of days or maybe weeks or months, whatever, you learned a skill that has helped you more in your career, in your business and making money than you did in several years of college. Oh, I learned more in I would say the learning process never ends. But to get to the point where I knew nothing to knew enough to go get a client. That was about 11 or 12 months. I'm slow. I'm a slow learner. I learn, but I learn slow. The technical skill, I had that ready to roll within three months. In three months time, I could have gone out there. If someone had said, hey, here's $20. I want you to run my Facebook ads. Within three months, I had the confidence to go do that. In three months time, I learned more about something that can make money for the rest of my life than I did all through grade school, high school, and college combined. I just want to make sure people hear that because a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know what business to start. And it's like, you can go learn a skill yep. in a matter of months if you just dedicate yourself to it. Yep, and you can't quit. For me, there was no plan B. When I started this, we had just bought our house. We had just found out we were pregnant with our first kid. And it was one of those where I was like, hey, honey, by the way, I'm going to go start my own business like officially now. And she's like, okay, sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> let's, let's go for it. And I was like, that's awesome. Okay, I'm going to do this. 
But it was one of those where I said, I'm jumping into this. There's no plan B. There's no quitting. The only way I fail is if I quit. No, I'm not going to quit. I agree 100%. Yeah, that was big for me to be able to do that. I still haven't quit. I'm not going to. I can't. <laughs> I feel like too many people have this thing in their mind where like, oh, 90% of businesses fell, therefore the risk. It's like, no, like they fell because they quit yeah. or because they think they have to go start this huge tech company and that's too hard. Or it's just like finding a job. Like if you just do the things that it takes to make money for you, you're doing lawn care. Okay. I got to reach out to a certain amount of people. Some are going to say yes. Some are going to say no. If I get this many people to let me take care of their lawn, I'll make enough money to support my family, right? You just got to put in the work. Right. It's not rocket science. You have to put in the work. You can't give yourself an out. And when things get tough and you feel like they're out of control, you got to find a way to hone it in and know that if you stick with it and you learn to adapt, you're going to survive because the only way you won't survive is if you quit. I love it. Not to dumb it down too much, but the only way to fail is to quit. And you can fail. But you still don't have to quit. You can just figure out a new way to do it. Totally. And failure to me, I've come to the conclusion that failure is actually not even real. Yeah. It's just, it's just information. Learning. You're just learning. Yeah. That's it. Was well, it like Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail 10,000 times before I've discovered the light bulb. I learned 10,000 ways it didn't work. And you don't go to school for four to eight years and be like, oh, I failed because right. you didn't make money. No, you say, oh, yeah, you celebrate. So why would you not do that to yourself in life if you learned a ton of things? Okay, so I know we've kind of already gotten into it. The topic of today's class is how to start and grow a digital marketing agency. So let's kind of go through some of those steps. I know we kind of already talked about some of them, but let's say you're talking to my 17-year-old son who we're about to kick out of the house and he has to go make it in life. He doesn't want to go to college. Or you're talking to anyone who... Maybe they already have a job and maybe they're older, whatever it is, but they want to learn a skill. They want to grow and start a business and they're very interested in learning a marketing skill and they want to start an agency. What do they do? First thing that they need to do is open their mind. If you told me that at 17, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? What does that even mean? Just talk to me and be like, no, you have to open your mind and change your mindset to I'm dedicated to finding a way to do X, Y, Z, whatever this is, start this business, start this marketing agency. And there's so much chatter out there that can negatively affect your mindset and make you feel like it's impossible, which you already mentioned thinking too big. We all want to be the multimillionaire, have this huge in terms of marketing, have a huge ass agency, making tons of money, having tons of people, yada, yada. That's many people's goal, but you'll never get there without mm -hmm. taking that single first step, which is my step number one, which is go acquire that skill. Whether it's learning how to advertise on Facebook, or whether it's learning how to advertise on Google, how to go in and learn SEO, going learning code and developing websites, extremely lucrative business, website development. If you do it right and you do it well, there's so many different avenues in marketing that you can go learn, you can go master and then over time, you can slowly acquire other skills. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to go out and be a jack of all, master of none, because that is a trap. There's tons of marketers out there. They run these businesses where they basically just compile a bunch of outside help for their client and upcharge them. Or a lot of them will claim like, yeah, I can do Google. I can do Facebook. I can do email. I can do TikTok. I can do all of it. I'm sure there's some people who can do it well. But I think there's very, very, very few because so much changes in the marketing world. I would much rather work with an expert in mm -hmm. each individual avenue as opposed to one person who says they're a master at all of it because I find that hard to believe. Go acquire that skill. Now, how to get that marketable skill 
For me, I did obviously tons of online research. At the time, it was kind of right when online coaching and course building, course selling was getting big. So I was like, you know, I just need someone to show me how to do these things. Like I'm, I'm a very kinesthetic learner. I learn by seeing and then by doing. I was like, if I can find an online course that just gives me an overview of all the digital marketing, I had kind of decided that marketing seems a lot more fun than sales. <laughs> I get to be a little bit more creative and it's less like, pressure. It's less in your face. My personality is not a type A salesman. I'm not pushy. Not that good salesmen are pushy, but you just got to have that personality for it. No, I love it. You got to do what fits your personality. Yeah. And it's like, I can go sell my own products a lot better than mm-hmm. I could anybody else's, but I still have trouble with it. It's still the, the hardest thing for me to do in my business is sell. So I knew I didn't want to be in sales. That's how I got in the market. I knew digital was the future. It already was the present, it still is the future. And it just piqued my interest. So Finding that online course to give me that overview and giving me that opportunity to run real ads, that opened the door for me. So I was like, all right, here's my marketable skill. Now what do I do? Like I said, it was a stroke of luck. I got an email saying there was this course that's teaching people how to do Facebook ads. So find a course. The course that I took, the mentors that I still have today, this is probably their like ninth or 10th launch of bringing in new students, but it is just a treasure trove of information on how to become. What are their names? You can throw it out. Yeah, it's uh, Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. Awesome. Um, It's called the Facebook Side Hustle Course. Cool. I always give those dudes a shout out because they helped transform me in my life. Like they made a huge difference in my life. I love it. Um, I'll always be indebted. (laughs) We're all about abundance here. My goal is to share whatever is going to help anyone listening. That's that's all we care about. Yeah, absolutely. If you know what marketing avenue you want to go down, then find someone who teaches that thing specifically and go learn from them, essentially. Find who you're comfortable with. Study up on them. Don't just go out and buy a million different courses. You know, really do your homework and make sure these people are for real because the online course space is not unlike any other industry. There's a lot of noise out there and a lot of noise that's not helpful. People who really don't truly know what they're teaching because it's so easy to go take a course and then just just repackage it and sell it like you know it. Those can be really easy to pick out. There might be some courses you take and they might not be helpful and you still need to find another one, but at least you're getting a little bit of skill from everything you're doing. You're, you're exposing yourself to that marketable skill every single day and taking one material action, no matter how small, whether it's watching five minutes of a course video or writing two bullet points on something you read today, that's one step closer to your goal of starting an agency. And maybe start, you know, if you're just getting into it, just Google, learn how to run Facebook ads or, or whatever the avenue that you want to go down and watch some YouTube videos, mm-hmm. listen to some podcasts. Yep. And if you resonate with the person and they have a course and it seems like a good price, then it might be something that you want to pursue. So maybe take a few days or a couple of weeks to do a bunch of general research and then go further in with the person that you really connect with. I absolutely recommend that because nowadays there's bajillions of pieces of free information out there. Number one is go acquire that marketable skill. Number two, if you can find a mentor, find somebody who is in the space that you want to be in and learn from them, whether that's directly or indirectly, if they're just a friend of yours, or if there's somebody who you follow, maybe you took their course that probably a lot of course creators offer coaching on the side as an enhancement to their courses. Go learn from these people directly. Look for a job. You know, the whole point of this is to have your own agency, but it never hurts to go get that experience, whether it's as a W-2 somewhere for a year Some of the best entrepreneurs in the world, a lot of them worked elsewhere for a long time, honed their skills, honed their craft. A lot of them probably climbed that corporate ladder. Not that they're saying you have to do that, but go get that experience. Go get that proof of concept under your belt. 
And don't be afraid to do that. And if you're getting paid to learn a skill that you know that you would like to create a business out of, that's not a bad way to go. Exactly. And there's a lot of entry-level media buyer positions um, at a lot of different agencies across the country. A lot of them are remote now, obviously. That was something I didn't really consider at the time because I didn't have enough confidence in myself. I I was full of imposter syndrome. I knew I was going to do my own thing and I was just not going back to the employment world. Mm -hmm. That's just me and my personality. So don't be afraid to ask and find a mentor and see if they'll help you out. Even if it's just a couple emails a week, just you asking them questions, find that support system. So next step, like I said, develop that skill either by taking a job or if you really dive in head first, go try and acquire a client. Whether you're doing services for free or check your inner circle, you know, there's possibly someone in your family or in your friend's circle who owns a business or knows of a friend or a family member who owns a business who'd be willing to let you, I'm just going to use myself as an example, let you run Facebook ads for their business, even if it's for a couple months. My first client was a college buddy of mine who went into real estate and I basically begged him for a month. Hey man, if you cover the ad spend, can I help you run lead gen ads for your business? Because he was kind of knew what he was doing too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll shell out a couple bucks for that. And I didn't charge, it was free. So I did that for 90 days and I ended up getting him like, 200 some leads for his listings. Awesome. (laughs) And that was major for me. I didn't make a red cent, but I proved to myself that I just went out in the real world and ran these ads and people responded well. He was happy with it too. He actually had so many leads, he really couldn't keep me on because now he had tons of people to follow up with. So it was probably about six months later, I, I did a ton of learning about client acquisition and how to actually go find clients. And I finally landed one after 11 months from the time I started the course until I got my client was 11 months. That was another real estate agent, and I proved my mettle there again. And then at that point, this is my next thing. Assuming that you've started this business, by that I mean going and you know pay a hundred bucks in most states. It's like a hundred bucks. You get your LLC, come up with your company name, put that together, go find those clients. You know, getting basic sales skills and going out and just finding that first client. I found my first client through networking on LinkedIn. I used what was called Sales Navigator, uh, still is. It's a much different tool now, a much more improved tool now than it was when it first came out. I learned through my mentors how to network on LinkedIn in the niche that I wanted to run ads for, which at that time was real estate. I ended up finding my very first paying client through that strategy. That was after 11 months of trying different ways of doing it. But it was about a month after that, a month or two after that, I was kind of like, I was getting sick and tired of throwing out tons of invites on LinkedIn, doing the cold pitch. It's like cold messaging is such a difficult way to market oneself. There's a lot of people who do it well, but there's far more people who are terrible at it. And I like my spam folder is about 60 deep every day when I'm getting cold pitched and it's brutal. But I remember the days when I was back there cold pitching people, it worked one time, which was great. But then I realized about myself, I'm an extroverted introvert where I love having my alone time. But when I'm meeting with others, and I'm networking with others. When I'm talking with others, I can go all day. So I was like, you know what? I think I need to go find a way to get out into the community because I, I live down here in the northeast side of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we have a great small business community. And I just moved here when everything was blowing up. I was like, there's a local chamber of commerce. Maybe I ought to go down there and just talk with the lady who runs it, see if that'd be a good fit for me. I had a meeting with her and she learned about what I was doing. She's like, this is amazing. We get questions from business owners all the time. This chamber is about 300 members deep. She says, we get questions all the time about Facebook, about advertising. We don't really have anyone in the chamber who specializes in that. We want you immediately. And then she goes, would you want to do like a lunch and learn, like a little speaker series thing? And I was like, um, yes. 
<laughs> in my mind, I like freaked out. I'm like, I haven't done anything public speaking since college when I had a public speaking class and I was terrible at it. I was like, I got to say yes to this. this is an opportunity. So I, I did a uh, like a Facebook ads 101 for about 15 chamber members a couple months later. Mm-hmm. And from there, I booked eight meetings in my next three clients. From there, I was like, all right, now I'm growing my network. I'm going to start getting word of mouth put together. And I've got four new clients that were paying me on average about $1,000 a month Awesome for new services. That's when it really started taking off. So find that way, know about yourself, how you best interact and how you can go wire clients, whether that's doing cold email or cold LinkedIn stuff, going out in person, you can do group method and Facebook. There's all sorts of way for client acquisition, but you got to try all or most of them and figure out which avenue is the best for you totally. and stick to it and then learn and adapt through doing it because- if you don't find that way to acquire clients, you're not going to get clients. You have to start building that proof of concept so that you can then go to your next prospect and be like, look what we're doing for XYZ. These are our results. Here's a case study. So you got to find that avenue to go acquire those clients. Do you mind rattling off a couple of those other avenues? Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned find the one that works for you, but a couple of avenues that get people's juices kind of going. Yeah. So there's, like I said, the top one for me was in person, going to chamber meetings, joining chamber of commerces. Um, and then like BNI groups. Yeah. I've never formally joined a BNI. I went to a handful of them as a guest. I can definitely see their merit. It wasn't necessarily for me, the, the right fit. Okay. But I am part of a group called Entrepreneurs Organization. It's an international organization. It's not like and I, it's more of a kind of like entrepreneurs only type of group where it's more of an experience share and I help each other grow through experience type of group. And they do all sorts of events and kind of like a mastermind group, kind of like a mastermind. Yeah. So once a month we have a, it's a group meeting of anywhere from like four to six entrepreneurs, people that own a business in whatever space. And we meet once a month basically to talk about the biggest problems in our businesses and how we, in our experiences, we've handled that before. So that's a great one. I joined that four years after I started. So I've been in that about a year now. So networking groups, there's H7, there's BNI, there's American, I forget what it's called. There's tons of them across the country. Not all of them are going to be a great fit, but they're all worth trying. I've tried just about all of them. And then finding local networking meetings. One of my good friends owns a web design company here in town. Quarterly, he puts together networking meetings. I just happen to get in his group. And there's three other close people in my town that I join their networking groups. And I meet tons of individuals. The whole compound interest, compound effort in my mind, you keep going to these things. You keep showing up. Same thing with the Chamber of Commerce. People started believing in me because eight months, nine months, 10 months, 12 months later, I was still there. In the mind of that person who they're still there, okay, this guy must be legit. He's doing something right. He's still here. So stick with it, whichever avenue you choose. Or they might hear you worked with a client and the client did well and they heard about that, right? And it's like, oh, done. And people do business with people. People don't want to do business with businesses. So if you make all these connections, these relationships, you look at them as, you know, making friends, not just people that are avenues towards money then they're going to want to send you referrals. They're going to understand that, okay, this guy's good at what he does. And I trust him with somebody who came to me with this problem, but I can't help him, but Brian can. And I like him. Yeah. And I like him. And he's <laughs> no, just a good guy. Like, like I, exactly. I'd have a beer with him. Like, yeah, you want to have those types of connections so that when you start building that referral network, then, then your marketing gets really easy. You don't have to pay for it. It just comes to you. They want you to succeed. Right, right. But to get to that point, you have to cast a wide net. So there's those in-person opportunities. Then there's online. You can do, like I said, LinkedIn. So using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, it's a really cool tool where you can get very specific on the type of people that you want to connect with. And I used a very specific type of messaging and method when I did that. You can target specific niches of people that you send a connection request to. The people who accept your request, I had a very specific 
specific messaging system that I would use to follow up with them in LinkedIn Messenger. It's effective in two ways. One, for the cold outreach, there are people that respond to your cold outreach. If you hit the person at the right time with a glaring need in what you can provide, it's a good chance that they're going to talk to you. They're going to respond or they're going to show some sort of interest. The majority of them will not. It's a volume game. The majority of people will not care what you have to say because you're probably hitting them at the wrong time and they just don't need what you have. But the secondhand part of this is if you use LinkedIn to put out content via posts, the bigger your network is, the more chance that all the people you've connected with, they're going to start seeing your content. The algorithm's going to play in your favor and show your content to these people. So the more people in your network and eventually, you know, they'll start liking it. They might click on it, comment, share it. The LinkedIn is still kind of the wild west of organic reach. You can get your posts and your content out to a lot of places. If that content is, is useful and valuable, a lot of people will engage with it. So a couple different methods there on LinkedIn. You could also use Facebook group methods. So if you're mm. trying to, let's say you're trying to work with e-commerce business owners, there's a tons of groups out there that have to pertain to e-commerce stores or e-commerce business owners. If you can find your way into these groups, there's a method involved there to be in these groups and kind of just hang out. Don't just go in there and hard pitch. That's the worst thing you can do. It You'll probably get kicked out anyway. Be in there, be present, provide value. And if any topics come up on, if you're using my example, Facebook ads, then chime in and say, hey, you know, you mentioned that you're having trouble with your CPMs. Have you tried XYZ? Just throwing out free tips, free help. Eventually, you're going to start becoming an authority in that group. If you stay involved, you keep providing valuable information. So that's another method. That's essentially kind of my in-person method in digital. You go to these networking groups, people say, hey, you know, I was doing this. Have you tried this? They come back to say, hey, that really worked. What else do you do, right? Another method that I loathe entirely, I did it for three months unsuccessfully, is cold email. There are very few cold email pitches I get that I'll A, read, and B, think of, oh, okay, they did all right there. That was good. It's an acquired skill. It's not that it doesn't work. It absolutely does, or else nobody would do it. I don't like it just because the longer I've been in business, the more cold email pitches I get. Like I said, I get 10 to 20 a day. It drives me nuts. And at mm. this point, I just don't read them. Don't wait. The only thing that gets me to read them is an incredible subject line or hook, right? Or it's well disguised, which I give them credit. And then I'm like, now I hate you because you fooled <laughs> me. <laughs> so if you are doing that, there are tools you can use. I would say Zoom Info, but that stuff costs like 10 grand. So that's, that's not an option if you're just starting out. Go and research a niche or two niches that you think you'd be a good fit to serve and start small. So start local, depending on where you are. It might be really small local or really large if you're in a big city. Pick a small area of your town and start. First of all, if you're starting this small, go patronize the business. If you want to work with coffee shops, go patronize the business, go grab a coffee so that when you email them, say, Hey, I was just in, or I've been coming to your coffee shop for a year now. I love it. You guys are amazing. I can't help but notice that on Facebook, you guys aren't advertising. And the past few times I've been in store, it, well, don't say this. It seems a little bit light, right? Say, say that in a, a nicer way. Yeah. A little, little smoother. Be very personable in these emails. Be very genuine. Be very authentic. Don't pitch them. Just ask them if they have questions around Facebook. Leave it to where a response should be required. A decent person would respond to a question, especially if it's open, honest, and they can tell it's coming from somebody who's local. Ask them a question because it prompts a reply. Start small, pick that niche, and then start gathering those emails. If you're doing this very manually, you're going to have to go gather those emails, whether it's through checking it out on the web. A handful of times I would guess, you know, I'd look at somebody's email, it'd be like, Wally at paintersworld.com, mm. but the owner's name is Billy. So I would just swap out Billy for the sales guy's name and see if it works. And a lot of times it would. 
cold email, it can work. To me, it's treacherous. I didn't like it. It was like cold calling for me. And my first job out of college was cold calling and I hated it. But you could do the same thing. Like you could go to the store, the place that you're going to, and you could just try to talk to the manager or someone and be like, hey, here. Exactly. Go to that store and ask if the owner's there. Say, I just want to meet the guy who owns this place or the gal that owns this place. This is really cool. I just, I'd love to pick their brain for a minute. That's a great strategy too. Just go in store and ask if you can talk to them. And if they're not available, say, you know, hey, maybe I could schedule a time with them or get their name or number. Those would be the top strategies that I would start out with. Cool. So getting to point A is the hardest part. That's establishing a business. That's finding a client, honing in your process enough to go find another client and then producing the work that's going to keep those clients. Point A is hard enough. It took me two and a half years to feel like I had achieved point A. My revenue was roughly five to seven grand a month, top line. And for me, I was like, okay, so I have something here. I'm cooking with a little bit of peanut oil. And then my next biggest goal in my mind, point B, was going to be hitting that $10,000 a month top line goal. So I hit that at about three years or so. Once I hit that goal, it was like, all right, I feel like point A has been achieved. I'm at the threshold. I'm making 10 grand a month in revenue. And then from there, it's really, for me, it was a lot of adapting. What I was doing at the very beginning is not exactly what I'm doing right now, especially in the fact that I went and had an opportunity to open up another agency in a different vertical. Everybody's story is going to be different, but it's going to be similar in the fact that if you stick with it, you find the help and you find the resources and you, you do good work at what you do. You maintain these clients. You're going to find that success. And then it's a matter of finding whatever your pathway might be to getting to point B and point C and onward. Yep. Someone told me that the hardest thing to get to $10,000 a month in revenue. And once you hit that 10, depending on where you are in your business, it can be a lot easier to get to 20 think about it, it makes sense. You've gotten to this point, you've worked really hard to get to $10,000 worth of revenue and in, in client work a month. You've acquired a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge in how to go get those clients and how to continue building. Reaching your next goal is going to be, for many, a little bit easier because you've already known how to get to 10. Just do it again. I've said a lot of times it's probably just as hard or harder to get to your first $1,000 per month as it is your next 5000 per month. Probably harder to get to five or 10,000 than it is to get to 20 or 30 or even a hundred almost. It's like you said, you got to acquire that skill. And, and first you have to have the right mindset. Then you got to acquire the skill. Then you got to go get that first client. And it's a lot of, once again, mindset stuff like, Oh, like what if they think this, but then once you have the skill, then you have a client then you get another client and you have a few clients and then you can start to like niche down. I remember in the podcast I listened to, you said you were hoping that a niche would find you. You get going and then you start to see everything starts to come together kind of collectively. And that's what I've found is you can start to see that exponential growth, assuming that you use leverage and, and you're looking for it. Exactly. It's one of those things where it can find you. The more people you meet going out and selling yourself, selling your business and networking and meeting people, opportunities will start coming your way in ways you didn't think possible. Like for me, the opportunity to open the second agency had I never been contacted by my then client who was in automotive and hired me to run ads on behalf of his dealers, I would have never had any sort of venture into automotive. And now I have a whole nother agency that focuses specifically in digital ads and financial tech in the automotive sector. You never know where these opportunities are going to come from. I have a good friend of mine here in town. We're possibly talking about me helping him out in his podcast business in some sort of partnership level. We're still working it out. He's one of my good friends here in town. I've known him for about six years now. 
And he and I had always kind of said, I think that there's something here. We'd be good business partners. So that's something I'm working with him on figuring out if that's a good place for me to hop in and be in business with him. You know, these opportunities have arisen just from growing my network, just being present, being a good person, providing value. And then on top of that, providing good service to those who are clients of mine. Yep. Even those who aren't clients, they're you know friends in town or other business owners. They may not necessarily need what I have or they have it covered, but whenever I can give them advice or answer questions they might have, that's free information. I don't just hold that inside. I let them know like, hey, the stats you just shared with me on your Facebook ads, for what you're doing, they should be XYZ or, you know, those are really good. Continue what you're doing. Those opportunities, you never know where they're going to come from until you put yourself out there. Brian, this has been awesome. Super insightful. Any final words you'd like to share? If there's one piece of advice that I'd give, it is every single day, set your goal, determine what you're going to do. If it's going to be opening an agency or even just doing this as a side hustle or doing some sort of marketing as a side hustle, Take one step every single day, no matter how small it is, towards that goal. Just like compound interest, it's it's compound effort. It'll start building and building and building. The more knowledge you build, the more understanding you have in that technical skill, the more you're going to be able to offer others. It's hard to say step six, seven, eight, nine, ten, because I'm still kind of living those, right? I'm still growing and scaling my businesses. I'm still learning every day as I go along in here. But if you get started and you stick with it, you don't quit. And you do one action a day, no matter how large or how small, compound effort's going to get you there. Awesome. Love it, Brian. We uh, appreciate you coming on today. Shared a ton of value. What's the name of your agency again, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, or what's the best way they can reach out to you? Yeah, so Ricochet Digital Marketing, and the website's ricochetdm.com. So that's R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T-D-M.com. That's my website. I actually need a new website. I'm going to begin that updated here in the next few months. It's still one of my to-do list items. I'm kind of delving into course creation as well. So starting to get to that point where sharing the knowledge I have rather than helping just one-to-one in terms of one-on-one client work, working towards one-to-many to where I can essentially take my knowledge, take my strategies that I've used and proven with clients and put it into easily digestible course forms. That's something I'm working on. It's not yet on the website. I do have one live course that focuses on helping photographers book more mini sessions. In my mind, that's one of the best ways a photographer can make good money and do it quickly and serve a lot of people and build lifetime value with their clients. So that's the first course I've launched. Hopefully a few more coming down the pike. Yeah, Ricochet Digital Marketing. That's where we're at. I love it. So years ago, you had a vision. You wanted to kind of do your own thing. You took action. It wasn't easy. You had to learn a skill. Then you had to acquire clients, and that took a little bit of time. Then you started doing that. Then you started to get momentum. Then you started to niche down. You found different opportunities. And now you're able to work in certain industries. You're finding partnership opportunities. You're able to share that information. You're able to create courses. And things just kind of open up. But it all started with kind of burning those ships, if you will, and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep moving forward. And now the world is your oyster. Did I say that right? Oyster? Oyster. (laughs) Anything you want. That's right. I went from knowing absolutely nothing about digital marketing to slowly acquiring that knowledge, acquiring the technical skills. And now I'm at a point where I have prospects and clients that are hiring me as their offsite CMO. Like I have enough information and connections to be able to build an agency that's serving everything that a company could possibly need. It's a long slog, but there's always something new to learn in digital. So never quit learning. And before long, you never know what you might be able to offer to clients. It's been fun. Still having fun. 
<laughs> That's awesome, man. And like I mentioned, I want to have you on another time to talk a little more step-by-step on how photographers can grow a business. Because I think we'd have a lot of listeners who would be interested in that. So yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. We'll have you back. And I want to hear more about your podcast partnership business. That's very yeah. interesting to me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be diving into that. As we're sitting here on a podcast, you know how valuable they can be and how much information they they can disseminate to help others with. It's a cool venture. I'm going to dive in and see what we got and uh, be happy to report back on it. Well, thanks again for your time, Brian. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Justin. Woo, baby. Let's give it up one more time for my man, Brian Guerin of Ricochet Marketing. Brian, that was amazing. Thank you again for all the value bombs that you shared. Once again, the reason why I love this strategy so much of starting your own digital marketing agency is because it opens up so many doors. There are so many opportunities. If you know how to use digital marketing to your advantage, you can do anything. In fact, this is the number one thing that I'm going to have my kids study over the next year as we're traveling around the world before they go off into the world on their own. Because I know if they have this skill set in their tool belt, they are going to be just fine. Whether you use these skills to help other businesses or your own, you have so many directions you can go. And it's kind of interesting to hear Brian's journey, and I've seen a lot of other people go this route as well. They learn the skill, maybe they do it for free for someone or they go work somewhere for a little bit, make some money while they're learning, then they get a few clients, then they go out on their own. And then you can continue to grow that. You can have people work with you, work for you, really grow a big agency, or you can market and sell another product or service, but you now have the skills and or team to build that company. I love it. I think it's beautiful. So thanks again to Brian for coming on. He's expressed interest in being a bigger part of MU. So I'm sure we'll be having him on again shortly. But be sure to check him out at Ricochet Marketing DM or reach out to him if you want to connect or need help with your digital marketing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of another Millionaire University podcast episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. If you have yet to check out our free business course, go to millionaireuniversity.com slash training. Other than that, keep taking action. Like Brian said, what's the one thing that you can do today that will help move you towards your dreams? Do that thing and you won't regret it. And we will catch you next time on the Millionaire University podcast. Class dismissed.